Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Welcome, everybody. It is another morning, midweek, here on Political Coffee. Great to have you with us. This is the show where I talk about the political issues of the day, whether they're local or they're national. International war on the Ukraine, and they have an impact on us, and that's why we talk about them. Hopefully, we talk about it in any way that gives you thoughts and ideas, ammunition for you Second Amendment folks like me, ammunition to have persuadable conversations with persuadable people. Don't argue with people. Don't argue with the crazy left, or for that matter, some on the crazy right. Now, just have meaningful conversations. Because you never know when you plant that seed. And, well, as we're seeing right now, lots and lots of people are waking up to what's been going on in their lives. And they're becoming politically active because they don't like what they see. That's the opportunity you have, each and every one of you. So should we ban the Bible? What? Yeah, InfoWars, and uh, thanks to um, Corby for sending this to me. InfoWars. Woke, this is a video. Woke Californians want to ban the Bible for hate speech. There's video of it. It was in San Diego. Now, San Diego, by the way, is a little more of a conservative place in California, by California standards. Than, uh, than many places in California. But I'm I just going to tell you, this it's stunning. This is why we talk about some other things. Like, for instance, uh, Willamette Week, asking governor's candidates, Democrat, Republican, and Betsy Johnson, uh, is Oregon systemically racist? And will candidates for governor allow a public school teacher to say Oregon is systemically racist? Story by Rachel Monahan. Of course, she goes after Ted Cruz, teed up a political smear on Ketanji Brown Jackson, attempting to link, link rather Jackson to critical race theory. A high-level academic concept that is rarely, if ever, taught in elementary schools. Well, let's stop right there, Rachel. Apparently, you haven't been following any of the controversy here in the Salem-Kaiser School District, which is about to distribute a book their librarian never read, but is highly racist and unsupportable, supporting no facts. In fact, distorts the facts. We've talked about that. Apparently, Rachel, you have not read that. Neither, apparently, has Tina Kotek, because she said yes 
Oregon is has racism embedded in U.S. and Oregon legal systems and policies. And do you believe teachers should be allowed to say so in the classroom? Tina Kotek said, oh, yes. Tobias Reed, yes. Bridget Barton, Republican, no. Christine Drazen, no. Stan Pulliam, no. Bob Tiernan declined. Betsy Johnson, you're not going to like this answer. Basically, it is yes. And that's very, very disappointing. She does note that Oregon's original constitution banned blacks from living in Oregon and limited the vote to only white males. That is true. She says... We've made great progress since then. We must continue to dismantle racism. To do that, we must embrace teaching as an art, an act of education, rather, not as a means of political indoctrination. She's trying to straddle the fence here. Schools should not shy away from teaching all American and Oregon history, the good, the bad, the ugly. Not a great answer. By the way, Bud Pierce declined to answer that question also. That's why elections matter. That's why you matter. Because the next governor is going to continue to promote racism or is going to stand against it. The next school board member that you vote for will either continue to allow racist ideology to be taught to our children or not. This is where you come in. There's other stuff out there, by the way. The CDC might recommend to the Biden administration that they challenge the federal court ruling with the mask mandate. Yeah, duh. Of course, you know that's going to happen. Because <laughs> somebody in the Biden administration picks up the phone. Look, folks, this is the best thing to happen in the world. TriMet, by the way, up in Portland, refuses to drop the mask mandate. They need to be sued in federal court. It's illegal. This is the why is this the best thing to happen? Because during this time here where the CDC is going to decide and the Biden administration is going to decide if they're going to the federal judges' nationwide ban on the mask mandate, because it is illegal. And it's very sound uh, theory, by the way. During that time, Americans are going to experience freedom, and they're going to like it again. And the worst thing that the Democrats in Oregon, Kate Brown... And Joe Biden could do for themselves to shoot themselves further in the foot than they already have is to come back and try to impose the mask mandate again. That's the worst thing they could do for their political elections coming in 2022, later this year. I hope they try it. By the way, Christine Drazen has a new ad that says, this is on the Oregon Catalyst, stop treating police like they're criminals. 
And then Bud Pierce has a new ad. As the, he's saying he's the true outsider and he's knocking his rivals, including Christine Drazen and Stan Pulliam. Their faces are kind of blurred out, but no more insiders or career politicians. Do you think any of that matters? Also, uh, this is an Epoch Times story. Dr. Ryan Cole, in an interview with the Epoch Times during the global COVID-19 summit in in Houston, Texas, earlier this month, said mRNA vaccines produce persisting spike proteins, likely causing clots, heart inflammation, and cancers. Oh, and by the way, thank you. Uh, Who was that? Was who was it that sent that to me? Oh, Timothy, thank you for sending me the natural news story about HA Secretary under Biden, Javier Becerra, our lefty former congressman, former attorney general of California, said it under oath. I believe it was under oath. Well, it's an, it's an on-the-record statement. I don't think it was under oath. Quote, we know that vaccines are killing people of color, blacks, Latinos, indigenous people, at two times the rate of white Americans. Let me just re- repeat that. We know that vaccines are killing people of color. The HA secretary is admitting that vaccines are killing people of color. They're killing people, period, at twice the rate as white people. Silence, crickets from the mainstream media. Yup. By the way, uh, Bill O'Reilly, this is not how you act. When I met him once when Lars had him out here. He's uh, at an arrogant, uh, he calls uh, a JetBlue employee an arrogant person, called him an effing scumbag, and you're going to lose your job. There's video of it. Bill, that's not how you win friends and influence people. Let me just tell you. By the way, the under the Biden economy, Fannie Mae, a downgrades its home sales forecast for a decline of 7.4% in 2022. That's not too hard to understand as interest rates are rising. Right now, 30-year rate is just over uh, 5%. It's not good. At the bottom of this hour, Jimmy Crumpacker will join us. He is a candidate for Congressional District Number Five. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Let's go to Freddie. Freddie, good morning. How are you? Hey, Freddie. Are you there? I can't hear Fred. Okay. 
Yeah, oh, he left. Oh, Rad, the call back, Freddie. When uh, after we um, after we do the break here, five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty is the power of Buick GMC talk line. All right, he's back, Freddie. You're back. I still can't hear Freddie. <laughs> and he left again. Ah, he must have a bad cell signal or something. At any rate. <laughs> He called back after the end of the the next uh, upcoming break, which will be momentarily. Folks, I want to remind you, Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, is a contractor that you can trust. He's a man of faith, and he lives it in how he treats you, his customer. That means he listens to you. That means his website, RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com, in fact, reflects that reality. All you got to do is look at the great customer testimonials and you'll know if you want somebody to come into your home in the most sensitive areas like your bathroom your bedroom your kitchen and do a remodel they'll do it and they'll do it right righteous renovations.com righteous renovations.com there is lots to talk about and we will try to get to all of it folks i'm just telling you with trimet in portland i don't know about chariots and maybe some of you who Ride chariots um, here in the Salem area can tell me, have they lifted the mask requirement? TriMet hasn't. And now Biden may appeal it to keep it on. Go ahead. It ain't going to help you. It's going to hurt you even worse in the upcoming elections, as it should. About liberty, friends. That draws everyone to America as long as we keep practicing it and fighting for it. Back in a moment, 620. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. We will be talking with Republican 5th Congressional District Candidate Jimmy Crumpacker here at the bottom of the hour live. By the way, speaking of him... He's going to be in a debate with the other congressional uh, District 5 Republican candidates this weekend, Friday night, up at the Dorchester Conference, which is being held at the uh, Mount Hood Resort. We're going to carry We're going to be broadcasting live from there, okay? We're going to be carrying that debate live, myself and Josh Michael, Starting about 7 o'clock in the evening, the actual debate starts at 7.15 Friday night. And then on Saturday, we're going to cover the Congressional 6th Republican debate. I may have that wrong here. That may be just inverted. I'm looking at my schedule. They're saying that that's going to be at 9.50. There will be a debate at 9.50 (laughs) Saturday morning. We've got one Friday evening at 7.15. 
Saturday morning at 9.50. And then the governor's debate, we will carry that evening at 7.30. All of this from the Dorchester Conference. We will also be bringing you interviews with interesting people, candidates and other people, elected officials at the top and the bottom of the hour. So we're going to be broadcasting live from the Dorchester Conference. All of that is happening this weekend. You want to stay tuned. Let's go to Freddie, who's back. Freddie, good morning. Uh, good morning, Jeff. Sorry, I had to jump off there first, first uh, little bit. Hey, I wanted to comment about this get rid of the Bible. You know, if they try to get rid of the Bible, they have to get rid of the Quran. And I don't think they're going to do that. You know, they uh, they don't want to do anything uh, against the Muslims, but they'll do everything against Christians. So I don't know how they could separate the two, uh, because in the Quran, uh, you talk about hate speech, it's, it's there. The other thing I want to say, too, about schools. Schools are only supposed to teach reading, comprehension, math, to analyze problems, and to writing so they know how to communicate. That's all they're supposed to teach. I sent my boys to Catholic school. The first grade teacher, she taught every one of those kids how to read, and they're all avid readers today. And she's been doing it for 40 years. So anybody that's sending your kids to school and they're teaching them anything other than reading, writing and arithmetic you got a problem so you need to stop it political science is not for first graders or kindergarten or third graders or anybody in school it's not the place that's my comment Jeff well you're right on the money and you're not alone most people who are waking up to the reality of what's happening today in America in public education feel the way you do because they're getting active and they're getting, they know that our educational system is failing them and that kids are being indoctrinated. And it just stuns me that the library person orders at Salem Kaiser school district can order this book that we talked about yesterday called stamped that is nothing more than blatant revisionist of history, ignores actual factual history in America and across the world, and cites no sources. But they're going to distribute this throughout the system. The, the fact that the school board would allow that and the superintendent just reinforces everything you've said. And people are sick of it. This is why they've got to get active and get doing things. You know, you know Jeff, one other comment. It's not only up to the parents, it's up to the grandparents, too, to be actively involved with the children and grandchildren's education. Don't let them poison their brains. Don't let it happen. You're paying for this, folks. They work for you. So stand tall and fight these people. That's exactly right. That is absolutely correct. Freddie, thank you. I appreciate it. We're paying for it, folks. Are you going to let your tax dollars be used to destroy the greatness of America with indoctrination of the type that we're seeing? You got to be active. You got to stand up. You've got to stand up. By the way, this uh, Infowars story about Mark Dice and its videos, you can watch it 
asking San Diegans if we should, if they would want to sign a petition to ban the Bible. Friday, Good Friday, the New York Times published a piece by someone that called for the elimination of the belief in God, claiming that the Almighty is responsible for war and violence. And then Yuval Noah Harari, whom you heard Clay Clark talk about, we played a couple of his pieces in our interview yesterday, said that the Pope, and this is, this is sad, the Pope was, I mean, this is what this guy is saying. The Pope was very helpful to push climate climate change. And then Harari says, not the Pope, but Harari says, Jesus and the Bible is fake news. This is what people are believing out there. Now, in a free country, you're free to say whatever you want and believe whatever you want. But this is a nation dedicated at its founding when Robert Hunt stepped ashore in the first boat of Englishmen to reach America, and he planted a cross on the beach and dedicated this country to the service of God. We're either going to keep fighting for it, folks, or we're going to lose it. What are you going to do? The last Jimmy Crumpacker, that question. He joins us in just a few moments on the other side of the break here. He's a Republican candidate for the 5th Congressional District. Don't go away. You want to hear this. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. It is our pleasure to uh, welcome to Political Coffee Jimmy Crumpacker. Jimmy, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Folks, by the way, if you want to uh, visit his website, it is crumbpackeroregon.com. That's C-R-U-M-P-A-C-K-E-R, crumbpackeroregon.com. Jimmy, uh, the first question I always ask any candidate that I bring on the show is simply this. Why are you running for Congress? That's a great question, Jeff. You know, I deeply care about Oregon. You know, I'm a seventh-generation Oregonian. Um, I, uh, I believe that there are many issues that the federal government is directly responsible for, um, including, uh, this outrageous inflation that we're dealing with. Whenever you go to the gas pump or to the grocery store, uh, that eight and a half percent inflation is costing families of four between 300 and $500 extra per month than it did a year ago. And the federal government's responsible for that. I also believe the federal government is responsible for, uh, this terrible policy uh, in in our woods. Um, what's happening with our timber industry over the last forty years is is uh, abysmal, in my opinion. And I and I hold the federal government directly responsible for that. So there there are a number of reasons why I'm running for Congress, but just off the top, those are two that um, that, that I care deeply about, and I think uh, affect Oregon more than most states. Yeah, on your uh, on your website, Jimmy, it says. Uh 
under your picture says restore law and order. And I will tell you that I've been involved in a fair amount of polling. That is the single biggest issue that moves voters today in Oregon is the lawlessness of what we've seen happen in rioting in downtown Portland and the and a few other things. And, and it, it just seems to me that if you can continue to hit on those themes powerfully, you, you move voters your way. Absolutely. Um, you know, sadly, what's happened with Portland is, uh, is a really warning for cities all across the country. When you defund the police, when um, city leaders don't give police confidence that they have their back, uh, what, what you're seeing is, is record murder rates. Uh, the murder rate is up 300% from pre-pandemic levels. That's scary. And you are seeing in Portland, uh, uh, by some measures, it's now the uh, car theft capital of the country. You know? So, uh, and, and once the city starts going in this direction, it's very hard to turn around. Um, the, the Portland Police Bureau is, is having a very hard time uh, hiring new uh, police officers. So it's, it, it, it's dire, in my opinion. And so anyone who's running for office in the state of Oregon needs to have the back of the police force. It doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're a city councilor, if you are dog catcher, if you're running for U.S. Congress, you have to stand by the police because that's when societies break down is when there's not law and order. Um, when petty threat theft is not being prosecuted, when the DAs decide that only major crimes need to be prosecuted, uh, societies break down. And unfortunately, we're witnessing that right here in Oregon. Yeah, we are. I mean, at the most basic level, that's the thing that people care about the most is their own personal safety and that of the people that that they love. There are other issues out there, obviously, and you guys are going to be talking about them on the Friday. Is it? Are you debating at Dorchester Friday evening or Saturday? We're 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 the Friday night um, debate, so I believe um, yeah. the governor's debate would be Saturday, and then I think CD six is debating. Um, Saturday morning, I think at 930 or somewhere around. There. Yes, yes. I think you're right there. Okay. Um, so some of these uh, those other issues are things that are moving people in other areas of the country, like education, when it comes to critical race theory. There's a story today in the Willamette Week. They asked the governor's candidates, Rachel Monahan did, you know, should teachers be able to say that uh, Oregon is its laws and its constitution are systemically racist? And the predictable answers from the Republican governor's candidates are no. The Democrats say yes, and Betsy was somewhere in the middle. So when it comes to the, on the federal side of AV or uh, of education, where where do you stand on that issue? Should should that kind of should laws be passed like they passed in Florida that limit the age at which things like that can be taught in transgenderism and so forth? Do you favor that kind of thing, or do you think government should just stay out of it? Well, you know, from a federal level, I would tell you, uh, run from any candidate that tells you they have the um, solution. Uh, the federal government should not be in our schools at all. 
Um, and, you know, I would be in favor of actually eliminating the, the uh, Department of Education. Um, school, school really should be handled, uh, in my opinion, at the local level. Um, I guess states, unfortunately, have, do have control, but uh, the federal government should not be involved in your kids' schools at all. We're talking with Jamie Crumpacker. He's a Republican running for the 5th Congressional District here in Oregon. Again, you can go to his website, which is crumpackerfororegon.com, crumpackerfororegon.com. So you you kind of uh, came out of nowhere um, and you first ran for Congress for uh, Greg Walden's seat. What, what kind of support are you getting now that, you know, kind of people know your name a little bit more, even though the district has changed? Yes. No, that was uh, an incredible race. We uh, we did come out of nowhere and we, we took the lead in that race. And then, unfortunately, uh, the race got canceled um, with the with the pandemic. We were we were told we weren't allowed to to be out in groups of more than eight people two years ago. So that that was very disappointing, but uh, we're we're really lucky that we have an incredible amount of support. Um, our fundraising has been through the roof. We've actually outraised all the other candidates in CD5 in the Republican primary, which just speaks to there are people that that really back us. Having hundreds of contributors is a, is a, is a big deal. We're also really lucky that um, Oregon Right to Life has endorsed us. Uh, we're the only candidate in CD5 that's had, that has that endorsement. We were just endorsed by the Oregonian on Sunday, which is important because, you know, the Oregonian sits down with the candidates for over an hour and does a deep dive. So we're really lucky that we have uh, grassroots support. Um, we have support of, of organizations that really take a hard look at the candidates. Um, I'm not a career politician, so... Um, I, I get it that I'm an outsider, uh, but I think that that is uh, refreshing for a lot of people. Um, I think I think voters really appreciate that. I think so, too. It is one of the things that has got uh, people upset about where we're at in America today. Let me ask you this question. Do you favor term limits for members of Congress? Are you there, Jimmy? Uh -oh. Oh, sorry, I just lost you. Okay, are you back? Yes, I'm back. I apologize. Okay, do you favor term limits for members of Congress? Yeah, I actually signed a term limit pledge uh, the last time I ran. Um, I, I, you know, it's. I look at the Democratic leadership, and it scares me that they have been, you know, in office for, you know, what Nancy Pelosi since 1987. Um, you know, all, all the Democratic leadership in the House is, is over the age of 80. You know, I, I think you need to have turnover. Um, and unfortunately, um, people get into these seats like DeFazio and they stay there for 30 plus years. And, and that's not good for the system. No, it isn't. Yeah, I mean, it is. And people just intuitively know this, Jimmy. And, and it, it is why there is so much... Um, I guess, dissatisfaction and distrust with politicians. And when, I mean, I think Donald Trump showed us that people are willing to embrace someone who is an outsider, who's never done this before, uh, into the process if they will 
stand up for the right things. And, you know, as long as you're doing that and you can articulate to that people. And again, that's part of why you have to raise money because you got to get that message out. Right. Absolutely. Um, it, I mean, it's critical. Unfortunately, you need to be able to be on television to reach a lot of people. You need to be able to be on radio. Um, you need to be able to send out mailers. You, you need people need to be able to hear your voice at the end of the day. And, you know, Donald Trump was able to raise a lot of money, raise a lot of awareness. Um, obviously, his celebrity helped. Uh, sadly, I am I'm not a celebrity. That's <laughs> never something that's been, that, that's never been something that's been a goal of mine. Uh, I've, I've in fact tried to keep myself out of out of the newspaper until I ran for office. So, but um, you know, the reality is, if you want to spread the message, you need to be on TV, and and the best way to do that is by political fundraising. And, and it's very different. Um, you know, the, the Oregon uh, seats, say for governor, there's unlimited giving. Whereas in a federal race, people are limited to $2,900 per contribution. So it, it truly takes a village. Um, unfortunately, you can't just have an executive write you a check for a million dollars and be on your way. Yeah, that's right. It is a very different thing. And, um, so, Jimmy, unfortunately, that's the end of our time we have. Wish you the best. We will be broadcasting live for debate. The public meeting there, and maybe you can stop by our booth, and uh, we'll do a further interview. Well, I, I look forward to meeting you in person. Thanks, Jeff. Jimmy Crumpacker, Crumpacker for Oregon.com. Back in a moment. 48. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 10 minutes till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Uh, in a moment, uh, we will go to uh, Rebecca. I want to remind you that if during this rainy season your roof is leaking, you need to get it fixed, and you need to call Pfeiffer Roofing here in Salem. Second-generation, family-owned company. Been here since 1978. They can take care of all your roofing needs. More importantly, can get out to your home right away, climb up on your roof, assess the problem, and then they can fix it. Give them a call for a free estimate about all of your roofing needs, including gutters and roof cleaning, roof replacement, roof max, all those great products. 503-647-4725, 647-4725, or give them a call, or rather uh, go visit their website, rather, pfeifferroofing.com. That's P-F-E-I-F-E-R roofing.com. Let's go to Rebecca. Rebecca, good morning. Do we have Rebecca? Well, maybe we don't. Okay. Then we'll continue on. Because there is lots to talk about. So, in Oregon, I mean, you, you 
you just heard Jimmy Crumpacker talk about what he thinks are the issues on the federal level and what matters there. Many of those are issues that also matter here in Oregon that affect you and I at the local level. And when it comes to selecting a governor, it's more than you, you also kind of have to keep in mind how that governor is going to conduct themselves on the on the national stage or even on the world stage to some extent, because they do have an impact. There's no question about it. They have an impact. We have to be wise in who we choose. And if an outsider, somebody who's never ran for a political office, runs for office, and you believe they have the right values and are saying the right things and have the right direction, then you probably ought to back them. If, if they, you know, the old saying from Ronald Reagan was that if you agree with somebody politically 70% of the time, I'm paraphrasing, you ought to support them. And that makes a lot of sense because it's really true. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talking. And that especially comes true when you're looking at people who are running for school board. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Rich wrote me an email, said, one must remember that Oregon has always been left-leaning. Next, any racist laws in the past have always been brought in and made by the Democrats. So they have created any, all racist laws here in Oregon. The Dems are the racist party. So using the left's logic, all Dems are racist. Mm. Got an email from Julie about Oregon history. If there's something people do not know is Oregon history. At one point, sometime in the middle of the last century, to receive your certification, you had to have four semester hours of Oregon history. How can teachers teach something of which they know nothing? If you want to see racism firsthand, allow me to recommend Maryland and Virginia adjoining Washington, D.C. And then she further writes, one of the best political ads I've seen is the one you have about the Apple company wall. What is your feeling about taxes for citizens, particularly seniors, who tend not to have write-offs? I think senior citizen taxes ought to be purposefully lower, lower rates at certain ages. And some of that means tested. Because you know what? When the Democrats raise your cost of living, as Joe Biden has and Kate Brown has artificially, with no good reason, senior citizens and poor people with fixed incomes are hurt the worst. A state employee who shall never be mentioned writes this, what are Oregon's three greatest, most pressing issues and what concrete specific ways will you address those issues if you're elected in the 5th Congressional District? Sorry, I missed that. Uh, I did, I think, ask him some of that. Uh, and you can go to his website, Crumb Packer for Oregon, and you can check it out. Let, Rebecca is back. Rebecca, good morning. Hi, I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, I I'm calling because there's an organization that most people need to, that, that are unaware of and need to know about. It's an organization called SICUS, S-I-E-C-U-S. 
and they promote, um, quote-unquote, sexual health um, in the public schools, and they do it through many different means. Um, if If people go to their website, you can find out who the people are that develop the guidelines for sexual health um, for K through 12. Planned Parenthood is one of them. The Medical uh, American Medical Association is another. <clears throat> and SICUS uh, was developed because of the research, quote-unquote research, done by Alfred Kinsey, um, who was a pedophile, um, who had parents drop their kids off at his house and did research on kids as young as babies. And um, he concluded that their screaming as he did things to them was pure joy. And that he <laughs> and that Jeez. kids are sexual from birth. And Sikas is based off of that. And they, they, they are the quote-unquote authority that teaches teachers when they go to their teacher training sessions, when we give them a break to go get extra training, um, they are they are very influential in the schools at all levels. And when the librarian um, puts this puts certain things in the library, she's being influenced by the quote unquote authority of SICUS. That's S I E C U S SICUS. And SICUS um, is a, uh, has been a powerful um, influence in our schools clear back to, into the 60s. Um, they, they are um, the reason why things get done in the schools. They're the, they're the force behind this, what happens at the school level. They are the quote, a, a unquote, authority uh, for... that we are fighting. Do you have? I've never heard of this group. Do you have a website where you can direct yeah, us go to, to the Sikus, S I E C U S, Sikus, S I E C U S dot org, Sikus, S I E C U S dot org. They are the ones I'll that train. The, they are the ones that train the teachers in the in the when the teachers go to their. Um, you know, we pay them. We pay the teachers to go to these sessions. And the teachers come back and bring it into the classroom. They're promoting children's sexual health. That's how it's framed. They're promoting um, comprehensive sexual education. Well, I guess that shouldn't surprise us that we have happening in our schools uh, what is happening. And that's why, again, school board elections are so important. Because you got to stop this stuff. School board members can still fire superintendents who let this stuff happen. You just have to do it differently. Thanks for joining us today, folks. We're back tomorrow. I hope you are also. The podcast will be up in a few minutes. This is the Jimmy Crumpacker interview. Again, we'll be broadcasting live.